Welcome back to the Speak Your Peace podcast. My name is Ian McNaughton. This is part two of our two-part NBA season preview podcast. Uh, coming on this podcast at SYP creator Fuji, we discuss Western Conference teams. We go through every single team. Uh, we do equal, greater than, less than in terms of standings. It's a great episode. I think you're going to love it. It's also NBA opening night. So we got basketball. It's back. We're back. It's going to be a great day. Thank you very much for all your support and listening to the podcast. It's greatly appreciated. Hopefully you enjoy the show. So stay tuned for more. Peace out. Moving on over now to the Western Conference. Um, hist- well, recently, the better conference compared to the East. Maybe not as much last year. No. The, you know, decent season for, uh, for many teams. I don't know what to expect this year in the Western Conference. It looks like a, a, a top-heavy conference. Uh, we start with the, the top seed last year in the West, the Utah Jazz, and my boy Donovan Mitchell, uh, who, who kicked ass last year. Mm. Um, you know, I, I was quite surprised to see the Jazz do as well as they did last year, considering how COVID ended, uh, you know, their seat pretty much the regular season last year in 2019-20 there there you know seemed like there was some friction within the organization now it looks to be a bit better um what are your thoughts on the jazz as they enter this new season um they're kind of just exactly the same as last year um the veterans got a little older donovan mitchell hopefully improves more I don't see Rudy Gobert getting much better than he already is. Like he's kind of clearly been, you know, on the defensive end and just taking only efficient like things on offense, like pick and roll, pick and roll guy, putbacks. Like there's not much in his offensive repertoire, but he's really good at it. Yeah, I mean, I think this is peak Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought Mitchell took a, a solid step last season. Yeah. Uh, Mike Conley like really finally found his role in, in, in Utah yeah. last year, which was good. You know, they added Rudy Gay and Hassad Whiteside. Solid. Pick. I like those picks. I like those picks. I don't think like, I, I don't think they're, they're any worse because of those guys. Um, they, they added Eric Pachel, um or Paschal, Eric Pachel from Golden State. Um, yeah. They, they lost Derek Favors, but that's where uh, the white side addition comes into play. You know, I think this is a team that's probably going to be pretty similar to last year. I, I think Quinn yeah. Snyder, you know, Quinn Snyder, the head coach is back. We know what their core looks like, like who their big three is. Their depth pieces are, are, are pretty solid. Um, is that is that kind of what the expectation is for Utah again? It's the finish in, in the top three? I think, yeah, I think have similar or more success. I think they are deeper this year. Um, we'll see if like the veterans have the same level of production, but I think Utah's biggest weakness was Gobert off the floor. Yeah. Um, obviously, Whiteside, elite rim protector. I think he will He'll be an amazing addition, really. I think Derek Papers definitely wasn't cutting it on the defensive end anymore. Um. I like Rudy Gay. He is going to be a great, you know, another scoring, like from around the arc, another facilitator, like playmaker. 
Uh, I think that's going to relieve pressure off Donovan Mitchell. I think this, you know, I think this lineup looks just really good. Like a starting lineup of like Conley, Donovan Mitchell, you got uh, Boyan Bogdanovic, Rudy Gay, and, you know, Gobert. I think that's a really, really good starting lineup. And I think it's going to be hard for other teams to compete with that. I, I like what their like what their small forward group is too, like b- between Bogdanovich, Joe Ingles, um, Pashel, or maybe even Rudy Gay if he if they want to put him at the three. Like I think that's a really good like unit that you have working there. And then of course you have Jordan Clarkson, who you know I really liked in L.A. I, I thought this kid was talented. He just needed to find his you know his right fit and his right role. And I think he's got that in Utah as being the sixth man on the team who comes in and you know. Give some. It's it's almost like um oh crap. What's his name from Phoenix last year? The point guard who would come off the bench and uh for Chris Paul and would campaign. Give, campaign like that's kind of what he reminds me and uh, like a better version of that where he comes in, he plays ten to twenty minutes a night. He you know he's a pretty mm. good shooter. He he can you know make some plays. That I I really think that's a good fit for Clarkson, and I'm hoping that he can continue to thrive in Utah in that role. Um. Yeah, this is this just seems like a really good Jazz team. I don't think I'm missing anything with this team. And any other like thoughts on Utah heading into the year? You know, I think they should have like a similar amount of success, and I think they're better geared for the playoffs this year. I think so too. Like, I I I feel like this team is you know, the this team has obviously gone through some playoff lot. Like they they lost to Houston uh, multiple times in the first round. Um, they lost to, was it Phoenix last year in the first, um, no, they lost to the Clippers. They lost to the Clippers. That's who it was. They lost to the Clippers and you know, this team has obviously gone through some adversity in the playoffs. And now I think they're, they're built to, you know, overcome it this year. Yeah. Um, equal to, or less than in in the first, in the first seed in the West. I, I think they're lower than, than first seed, but. I think it's hard, but I think if they're still healthy like they were last year, mostly healthy. I know even Donovan Mitchell missed games, like, and they were still rolling. Um, I th- I want to say equal to. Okay, I like that. You know, I, I think that's a good. You know, that's actually a really good pick. Um, we're mo- we'll move on to Phoenix now. We'll move on to the Suns. They were the Western Conference champions last year. They lost in six games to the Milwaukee Bucks. Yet, in a way, it still felt like a positive year under Monty Williams. Devin Booker took a big step. DeAndre Ayton took a big step. Uh, Chris Paul was a real, you know, useful piece for them for a lot of last year. What's the next thing for Phoenix, or is it more just a running back thing for the Suns this year? I think it's a running back thing. Like, even though you had you went to the finals, you had a lot of success this year. Um, I think they still get a lot of criticism just because they couldn't close it out. They're up to nothing. Um, and, you know, people say, like, you know, you got lucky this year. There's the injuries, right? They played the Lakers. They were injured. They played the Nuggets who were injured. They played, you know, they have played all these teams, the Clippers. All of them had major injuries. Um, I think you just got to prove, prove to everyone that, you know, you're a good team. You're, you were meant to be there. Um, I do like their off-season pickups. They retained pretty much everybody they needed to retain. Um, you know, they kept, like, obviously their core, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Aiton, 
Um, they kept campaign. They got Jay Crowder back, um, Cam Johnson. I really like the Landry Shamit and JaVale McGee pickups. I think JaVale McGee is probably the best six-man center you can get right now. I think he's the best available option uh, for really any team. And I am really big on the Landry Shamit uh, pickup. I really like Shaman as a player. Like I've always liked him coming out of Wichita state. Like I just feel like kind of the same thing. He's bounced around. I think this is his fourth different team now that he's in uh, with the mm-hmm. NBA. And it's surprising that he just hasn't found like a, a, a solid team there or just a, 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 a role for him. Yeah. Uh, I, I listen, I think the McGee pick makes a lot of sense considering um I don't want to say Aiton was getting abused by Giannis by the end, but you can tell that he was out, you know, outmatched. Uh, it just wasn't a good, you know, wasn't a good matchup for the Suns anymore by the time, especially it got to like five and six. Uh, it, it just wasn't working. McGee should um, alleviate some of that pressure. Yeah. Um, Alfred, Alfred Payton as another guard too. I think it's just another, you know, I think this team just gets better. Like they just added talent. They didn't really yeah. lose anybody, you know, too significant. Tory Craig, I guess, and each one more lengths and gal. Like those guys, they weren't really, you know. I don't I don't think they're any worse off than mm-hmm. where they like if if anything, I think they just got better with their offseason addition. Yeah. Which uh very, very, very important. Suns higher equal lower than second in the West this year. I'm going to go with equal. Okay. Um, I'm rooting for you know like guys like Mikhail Bridges. Uh, I think he could probably be more impactful than he is. I think he'll get more confident offensively. Uh, Cam Johnson, like that, those core of young guys, like they'll get better obviously and i think they'll still be just as good i i like i'm really excited to see sarich come back sarich is not one of those like he he, he obviously injured himself i believe it was game one of the finals uh, mm-hmm. last year where i don't think you know the suns would have like i don't think he was the like the missing piece like i i think no. milwaukee probably were, were going to win anyways even with sarich on the floor but it's definitely somebody who you should mention, who, who should be discussed. And it's probably really motivated to come back and, and perform and, you know, prove people wrong that he, you know, is a really good player. Um, and, and Jay Crowder too, like another guy who had a really good, I think, postseason. He was a really good shooter, somebody who you could rely on. Um, and, and him being the fourth option is just where he should be. I don't see, I don't think he is like a top three option on a team. I think Crowder at the fourth, you know, as a wing shooter, it's a perfect spot for him. I am also uh, picking the Suns to be an equal team this year. I, I don't quite see them finishing top. I don't see them getting any worse, though. Like, I just think they got better and they improved. So, um, I'm re- definitely the Suns are, like, one of the like few teams that really am going to go out of my way to watch this year. Yeah. So, with that being said, Third in the West last year was the Denver Nuggets. Uh, they also took a real step forward. I, I, well, they made the conference finals, I guess, the year before, but they were also doing it without mm. Jamal Murray for most of the year. Jokic was the league MVP. Um, that dude is just phenomenal. Fucking love Jokic. Um, 
where what are you what are you what are you, your thoughts on the nuggets coming into this season um is this kind of i don't know how to say it it's not championship or bust because i think the you know the guys are still young on this team but yeah. what do you think the mentality has to be for the nuggets this year staying healthy um that was their main issue you can't really hate on them for being a second round exit like they don't have their second best guy obviously jamal murray huge amount of huge contributor to this team um you know maybe if he was healthy this year he would have been like an all-star level player or all-star um you know they, they just gotta stay healthy like Jokic played essentially 82 games um you know michael porter jr was healthy who was healthy he stepped up a lot he was doing very well um you know they discussed like they were they lost their starting back uh for the play whole playoffs they still made it through the first round um you know the team just has to be healthy they just have to be there and i think they will still have at least the same amount of success as last year. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's the team that. I mean, I mean, they lost Javale and Paul Millsap, who, mm-hmm. again, aren't critical pieces, but they are. They do play their role. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I think this is a team that they know what they know who they are. Uh, they know what they're doing. They, they know where they need to get hopefully it happened for them. I, I think that yeah. would be really cool if they could, you know, put it all together, if they could figure it out. Um, one of the guys I'm really interested, I mean, I'm obviously a big Jokic fan because I feel like I play like him, uh, to which SYP creator Ravisher says, no, you're more of a Mason Plumlee type, which that that hurts a little bit. But just one a of the, just a little. Um, one of the guys that I'm really interested in seeing, who I, I thought was, um, he, he was solid with the Nuggets last year, was P.J. Dozier. You know, mm-hmm. he was coming off the bench and he was playing, you know, good minutes as a shooting guard last season. I'm, I'm hoping he can take another step, maybe be a useful piece. Uh, who's another guy that you want to see take a step this year for the Nuggets? Um, you know, everybody, everybody's kind of on MPJ. Um, I really want to see Jamal Murray, you know, Canadian guy. Um, I think he has, he could definitely get to that all-star level. Like we saw him in the bubble just absolutely torching the jazz torching the clippers like this is a guy who could be in that upper echelon of point guards and i think he just i think he was probably on pace to do that before he got injured um i would really like to see him get into that kind of conversation with like Kyrie, dame steph like i want to see him get there and i think he can do we think that the Nuggets are higher, lower, or equal to third in the West? I'm going to go with equal. I'm going to say lower, just a slight lower. I still think they're a playoff team. I still think they can be really competitive, but I'm going to say they're lower on the table this year. All right, uh, fourth in the West, uh, the L.A. Clippers, who are um, close but not quite to being a dumpster fire. I feel here's the thing. I think with with this team, um, they got Kawhi and Paul George re-signed. Mm-hmm. Either one of them looked extremely thrilled at re, you know, 
feel like they're really thrilled with resigning with the Clippers. Um, they they had uh, a real chance to make the finals somehow last year. Yeah, and they lost to the Suns. I I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know about the Clippers. I really. I I don't want to be that guy and say if they were going to win, they would have already done it. They haven't. They think they're champions, but they aren't. They have a really weird mentality. Um, only Kawhi, I think, on this team can really act like a winner because he's won a championship. I don't know that anybody else can. Um, what are your thoughts on the uh, on the uh, Lakers? fellow tenants at the Staples Center this season? I think they could have similar success last year. I don't think they'll go as far, though. I think they lost, um, well, mainly Patrick Beverly. Um, I think Terrence Mann will develop more. I think, like, Terrence Mann, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George is probably going to be, like, the best perimeter defensive team. Um. I'm not an Eric Bledsoe guy whatsoever. Um, you know, c- come playoff time, Eric Bledsoe is like the difference against your team every year. Uh, we saw that with Milwaukee. Milwaukee drops Eric Bledsoe. They win the championship. Um, coincidence? I think not. Um, I would really like to see the Clippers move Bledsoe and potentially something picks or something. I don't even know if they have any picks left, but I would like to see them like get John Wall. That is my pick. I want them to get John Wall and I think that is a championship team. That would be cool. I never thought about like that. Um, the guy, one, one guy I'm rooting for on the Clippers is Reggie Jackson uh, yeah. because he had uh, he. What was he? So he was the most ISO efficient player in the NBA la- in the postseason last year, I think is what it was. Yeah. Incredible. And, you know, he's bringing glasses back. He's bringing goggles back, which for me as a fellow glasses slash goggles wearer, uh, I'm all for that. I, I, I can get behind that. That that rocks. Um, outside of that, it's like you have Luke Kennard. Yeah. Um, like you say, Bledsoe. Yeah. yeah, Nicholas Batum. Yeah, um, f- friend of the podcast, uh, Anvir Desi, uh, his favorite player all time, Justice Winslow, is on this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did he, I, I want? He sent me something about Winslow recently. I can't remember what it was, but uh, that that did not um, inspire confidence. Adding Justice Winslow, but who knows? Maybe he's actually good. Uh, who's a guy you, you mentioned, uh, Bledsoe, but is there a guy that you're actually like excited to see this year on the Clippers? Um, is it Zubach? I got to go with Terrence, man. Okay. Um, I think he is going to have similar success to the Ty Bully, but I think he's better offensively than Ty Bully. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm not excited. Like, I think like you still have Ibaka. Ibaka could, if he's healthy, he could still be like a good center. Um, Luke Kennard, I think Luke Kennard, I think Bledsoe, I think you need to move those guys. You need to move like Luke Kennard never touched the floor in the playoffs and he's on a big contract. 
he was meant to be a part of this team. He's not. Um, I think, I think, they, tra- I think they traded fucking Shamit to get Luke Kennard. Yeah. Um, incredible. Yeah, they gotta get they gotta get rid of Kennard. They gotta, I don't know, like it frees up a lot of money if they get rid of Kennard. Um, hopefully, you know, if they move him, move Bledsoe, maybe you could get your hands on John Wall or some other point guard. Um, I think they need somebody to run the show. I think Reggie Jackson was pretty good. Maybe not like your starter, like maybe six man of the year, but. Yeah. Um, by the way, the post I sent him, uh, I sent him the NBA downtown post, uh, where it was a tweet that said, I don't think a single soul knew Justice Winslow went to the Clippers. I sent that to Ann Beer, and Ann Beer says, I'm dead. Watch. He's going to be MIP this year. Hot take. So there you go. Justice Winslow, most improved player this year, coming from Anvir Desi. I've got other picks for that, but I will write him down as my maybe 15th most improved option. Fair enough. Um, Clippers, higher, lower, equal to fourth. I'm going to go with lower. I think they're going to have to make changes. I think lower as well. Um, I uh, I don't know. I really don't know with this team. That's my thoughts on the LA Clippers. Uh, also, Ty, Ty Lu, head coach, by the way. I want to throw that out there. Um, weird. Mm-hmm. Those are my thoughts on Ty Lue as a coach of the Clippers. Uh, we're going to move on to the Dallas Mavericks, who finished fifth last year. Uh, significant changes in the offseason. Uh, they did not have any draft picks, so they couldn't make any picks. Rick Carlisle is gone. Um, he will not be the head coach. Uh, it'll also be the first season without longtime GM Donnie Nelson, uh, who's mm-hmm. been uh, with the team since 0405. Significant player changes in the offseason. Uh, they added Re- Reggie Bullock. Uh, they got Frank Nilkina. Resigned Willie Cauley-Stein. I didn't realize he was still a player in the league. Uh, resigned Tim Hardaway Jr., Boban Marjanovic. Uh, they, they lost J.J. Redick because he retired. Um, you know, they, they traded Josh Richardson. I, you know, at least with the Mavericks, they still have Luka. You know, you know that with the yeah. Mavericks, they got Luca. Luca's still there. Yep, that's kind of that's kind of how it goes. That is kind of the team. Um, um yeah. Luca is there. Uh, Kristaps Porzingis mm-hmm. still there. I I guess um, Dorian Smith Finney is still going to be a starter for them this upcoming season i don't know listen i i think they 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 got it right with luca and i still i i guess it hasn't worked out with chris Stapps for whatever reason it can't be this difficult right no i don't think it is this difficult i just think chris Stapps hasn't been healthy and rick carlisle didn't like him for some reason um like he is really realistically he is on paper, one of the best fits for Luca. Um, he wasn't really healthy last year. He wasn't playing consistently. I also think that the issue is just they can't get the players around Luca right now. 
um, you know, like Kristaps had issues with like coaching management and it's not attractive for players to really want to go and sign there, even if Luca might be very good. Um, what, what has Texas ever done that would make the state undesirable for people to live in? I wouldn't know. <laughs> um, I think they missed out on not getting Laurie Markkinen. He signed, he did a sign in trade, I believe, with Chicago. Cleveland. Yeah. The, um, that, I, 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 again, I feel like Laurie Markkinen's an upgrade over Dorian Finney Smith. Like, I feel like, like, oh, yeah. like, I feel like the, the small forward position is not this hard. I, I feel like you can make it. There's no reason, no reason that, you know, DFS and Dwight Powell should actually be getting starter minutes on this team. Not a fucking chance, especially with Luca. No, I'm sorry. Mark Cuban, do better. You, you're on Dragon, not Dragon's Den. You're on Shark Take, Mark Cuban. Like, buy, invest in a company, generate some revenue, and pay a star so that Luca can actually, like, have co- competent teammates. I mean, you got Luca, but you really, you're just putting these like, like lower quality players around him. Like nobody really significant that's going to be a huge difference maker. For that reason, I'm out. Um, I did like the Moses Brown pickup. Like that was, I, I did like that. Like you got a young, talented center that could be very good on both ends of the floor, especially around Luca. Um, you know, I think that was a good pickup, but I think you've got to do better, do more, do better. It's not, I don't think it should be this hard. Um, it's, you know, Jalen Brunson, backup point guard, mm. also not great, but Hey, you know what? You know, what annoys me is that he's probably going to be a starter this year. Uh, yeah, they're probably going to go uh, Luca Brunson, Hardaway, Kristaps, and insert fifth man here. Probably Moses Brown. If it's not Moses Brown, I don't know what they're doing. Uh, what are the fifth last season? Greater, equal, or lesser than fifth? I think less. I'll say less. I think, yeah. I, it, it really, like, it's Luca, right? It, it, like, if it's Luca and then everybody else. So I don't know how else you can fix that, but maybe just go get some new players. What do I know? Uh, the Portland Trailblazers, they finished sixth last season in the Western mm-hmm. Conference. Um, you know, they're a team that it's kind of running out. The t- the, it, things are, you know, time is running out in Portland. Feels yeah. like with Dame and McCollum. Um, is this the year they finally put it together and go on a run? It's kind of hard to say. Um, I think they are getting not like they haven't gotten like the the big pieces, but they're getting the little pieces here and there. The Tony Snells. Um, yeah, the Tony Snells. Um, I gotta say, like, I feel that just dropping Enos Cantor, not relying on Enos Cantor as your backup center, 
definitely an improvement already. Um, I was not enjoying when Nurkic was off the floor, how Enos Kanter would get absolutely stomped every single time by Jokic. Um, well, it's a good thing they got Larry Nance to solve the issue. I think it kind of does solve the issue. I think he is an improvement. I actually, I actually don't mind Larry Nance. Like, I didn't mind him when he was at Cleveland. Yeah, I, I thought it yeah. yeah, he's more versatile. He's much a bigger improvement defensively. Um, you know, they got, I believe they picked up Cody Zeller. Yeah, they got um, they got they got Zeller. So they're much better at the center position. Like, even though it's like Nance and Zeller, that's still a bigger improvement than having Enos Cantor as your backup. Yeah, but um, how are you gonna replace TJ Leaf though? Oh man, I don't I don't know what I'm gonna do on that third string. I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, I'd like to see Anthony Simons step up. Dennis Smith Jr. is probably going to be good. I think that's somebody who, like campaign, kind of bouncing around to find a fit. I'm hoping Portland's a fit for him. You still got like your solid wing defenders, Robert Covington. Um, you got a lot of consistent guys, and I think Portland had an issue about staying healthy. McCollum wasn't 100% in the playoffs. Nurkic, Nurkic missed a lot of the season, which kind of affected their seeding. Like, I think they really, if they have it all together, they could go very deep, but it's kind of hard to say. They got, they got like a couple quality pieces sprinkled all over here. Um, mm-hmm. I think the key to Portland is going to be like, they have to start really well. Like if they don't start well, if they start slow, they start losing a bunch of games early. I I think Dane might be kind of pissed and he might be wanting out. Dane kind of feels like the Russell Wilson thing with my Seahawks, where it's like, listen, I don't want to trade, but if you are going to trade me, here's four teams that I wouldn't mind being traded to. Like that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from Damian Lillard a little bit. I, you know, I wouldn't cheat on my wife, but if I did, here's four women who I would love to sleep with. Like, that's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from Dame. Um, you know, and didn't Portland get a new coach? Yeah. Chauncey Billups. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's their new coach. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll have to see. I don't know if that makes them better, but it's interesting. Uh, Portland, uh, higher, lower, equal to six in the West this year. I would say equal. Um, you know, I still think like the same starting five from last year, like Dame, CJ, Norm, Covington, Nurkic. Like, I think if Norm kind of gels more with the team, Nance gets to be a good fit. Um, Zeller gets some quality minutes. Yeah, like Marquise Chris, he's also good, quite good. Um, if hopefully Dennis Smith Jr. and Freddie Simon step up, become like key rotational guys, like they could be a very good team. Um, it's just that they've always kind of, I always feel like they've always been the same team every year and that some years they had it together more than others, but they got the guys they w- kind of need around Dame. Not that they're, like, super good, but they have the pieces for Dame to be successful. 
it's really disappointing with the with the Trailblazers. The fact that their like their best run under Damian Lillard ended with a sweep to the Warriors in yeah. the conference finals. It's it's so disappointing. Um, I'm gonna say equal to. I think this team just has like enough good players, not great players. They have Dame, CJ's, you know, those guys are obviously really good. Um yeah, just good players, good finish, equal to sixth. Mm-hmm. Uh LA Lakers, they're seventh in the West last year. Boy, oh man, they uh they're going for it, man. They're uh yep. they're going all in. Uh they have not won a single preseason game. If that means anything, they are 0 and 5 in the preseason. They have lost to Brooklyn, they lost to Phoenix, they lost to Golden State, they lost to Phoenix again, and they lost to Golden State again. Um as we record this, they're gonna play Sacramento in Sacramento later tonight. So that could be interesting. Um key additions to the Lakers this year include Russell Westbrook, Carmelo the entire Anthony, roster. Trevor Ariza. Kent Bazemore, Wayne Ellington, Dwight Howard, DeAndre Jordan, Malik Monk, Kendrick Nunn, Rajon Rondo. Um, do you want to hear who they lost this year? No, that's okay. Sorry. So listen, I I listen, this is really just this feels desperate. Is that just me? Does this does this all season feel feel a little bit desperate for you, like with the Lakers? I wouldn't say desperate, like they Pick up the Westbrook contract, which is a big contract. They drop pretty much everybody. Like, there's a lot of guys that they needed to get rid of, and then some other guys like they couldn't keep really resign. But I think this is probably the best. This is like Rob Polinka playing. You know, everyone else thinks they're playing chess, and Rob Polinka is like out here playing StarCraft or something. Like, he managed to sign seven players for $15 million. And like, it's not like they're like bums. Like he signed quality players. He signed Carmelo Anthony. He signed Malik Monk. He got Kendrick Nunn. Like Malik Monk, Kendrick Nunn were absolutely like probably the biggest steals of free agency possible. Like for minimum deals, he got two guys that are both under 25 that are like promising young players. Um, you know, he got Ariza, who is one of my favorite players. Shout out championship with Kobe. Um, you know, he's got he got so many like quality players. Like everyone said, oh, LeBron, AD, Westbrook, they can't shoot. LeBrick, A Disney, Westbrook, like they go and they get every single person can shoot now, except for Dwight Howard and DeAndre Jordan, which is fine. But like they just made such an overloaded roster. Can I just say? Um, a few things first yeah. if um if rondo starts shooting like he did on their championship run if mm. rondo goes back to doing that i will laugh my ass off because that's awesome when rondo's hitting threes like you know like oh shit like we're this, yeah you're done you're done um rondo and howard are back baby yeah. they're running it back um you know i'm 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 intrigued. I have no idea if this is going to work. If the Westbrook and a bunch of shooters along with, you know, LeBron and, and Anthony Davis, I have no idea if this is going to work. I hope it does. I think it would be really cool. Uh, if Westbrook could win a championship in LA, 
but who knows? I really, I, I really don't know. This, this, this has a bit of um, like 2018. This, this has a bit of like 2018 where LeBron comes in, not 2018, a bit of like Anthony Davis. I guess 2019 where like you, yeah. you bring in the big guy and then you um, get get rid of everybody else and then you just add a bunch of um, minimum like minimum contract players. Again, I have no idea if this collection of players are going to work. I don't know if it, you know, how it goes under Frank Vogel, but goddamn it, I am excited. I am going to watch. Yeah, I am enthusiastic about this team. New Hope is eternal. I will say though, they definitely they missed out on the holy big three. They did not keep Case Cantavius Caldwell Pope. They could have had Hope, Nun, and Monk. I'm just saying that would have been the best collection of players I've ever seen. Religious folks would have been all over this team. Of course. You know, this team would have ended like every, any future religious wars. God, God would be on the Lakers side. side exactly. That and that could, that could have been useful. Um, with the Lakers, they were seventh last year in the Western conference. Uh, are they going to finish higher, lower or equal to seventh? Higher. Um, they just have so much depth now and you know, LeBron and AD don't have to break their backs and legs and arms to keep them afloat. Um, you know, Westbrook can carry a lot of the load. My man, Malik microwave monk. He's going to go off. I'm going to say higher to you. Cause I want this team to do really well. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that would be, uh, would be great to see. Um, all right, we're going to go to the Memphis Grizzlies, who are eighth uh, on the Western Conference list since they finished eighth last season. You know, I they're kind of in, a, in, a, in the middle here. Like, they're, they're kind of, mm-hmm. you know, trying to win now, but also trying to rebuild. I think they, they finished eighth last season, and they played, uh, uh, boo, 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 uh, not Phoenix. They... Um, did they play last year i gotta figure that out uh yeah they uh, they lost uh, to utah they lost to utah in five games last year um are the grizzlies better this season i think it's the biggest question what do you think fuji they should be like they're all young guys like their success came from a bunch of young guys like john morant dylan brooks jaron jackson that's the core uh jaron jackson missed most of the year wasn't quite fully healthy for the playoffs. Um, they still managed to steal a game off of Utah. Um, they should be better than they are, like with a fully healthy Jaron Jackson, because he is realistically the second option on that team. And I like they didn't have him most of the year. He's huge help defensively. Like they'll be a lot better with him. And they're all guys under 25. Like they'll improve more yeah i mean like i like obviously jaw jaw's like a really fun player to watch one of the most exciting young players in the league dylan brooks shooting guard i think is really cool um brandon clark i don't mind at times jared culver is now on this team uh former Mm. minnesota timberwolf jared culver the anthony melton I, I didn't mind coming out of the draft. I, I liked his profile coming out of the draft. So we'll see how that goes. You know, this is a team that I don't think they're going to be um, 
great. I think the biggest thing that they got going is Jaw and you know Morant, who's really exciting and really fun to watch. I think that's what you you're watching the Grizzlies for, and that's why you're betting on or you're high on the Grizzlies is because of Morant mm-hmm. and him taking another step. Yeah. Um. Uh. It's, Steve, Steven Adams still got his porn mustache. Of course, I think that's Hell just yeah. the signature look. Hell yeah! Um, never bet against porn stash, Stephen Adams. Um, Grizzlies this year. Anything else that you're really looking forward to watching with this team? I again, I think it's just Morant and everybody else. That's kind of where. That's kind of the vibe I'm getting. Um, definitely want to see Jaron Jackson, you know, succeed. Yeah, I think it's, you know, they're still developing. Like, it's kind of like the Atlanta thing where you have all these young guys just keep them together, keep improving. Uh, higher, lower, or equal to eight? Um, equal. I also say equal. I think this uh, this team has enough assets to be somewhat competitive, but not totally competitive. Uh, we'll go down to ninth in the West, Golden State, the Warriors who uh, lost to Memphis in the play-in tournament. You know, Golden State, um, what's the guy, who's the guy they drafted? Um, what's his nickname again? Oh, Cumbucket, Jonathan Kaminga, Cumbucket. That's a really appropriate. I'm definitely playing the explicit button notice on this podcast. Um, you know, they lost Bagemore, they lost Kelly Oubre. Um, lost Nico Mannion, who uh, was getting uh, some action against LeBron last year, which I thought was awesome. Um, poor kid from Arizona who had no business probably being on the floor with LeBron, and he's asked to guard him. That's yeah. cool. Uh, Pachelle, we mentioned he went to Utah. You know, they, they, they kind of – looking at the guys who they brought back in, they brought uh, Bajelica, Otto Porter Jr., uh, Andre Iguodala, Kaminga, like they, I think the, the profile seems to be like versatile, um, three and D guys. Kaminga yeah. obviously is going to be taking a, a lot longer to develop because he is just a first round pick. Um, but it seemed to be like the, the, the target is like versatile three and D guys who we can play on the wing or at the perimeter, wherever we want that. Like that seems to be what the goal is for this team is to have a bunch of, you know, versatility. Uh, so they can do a bunch of different things. What do you think about it? it I don't know if we'll ever get the, you know, the Warriors of the past, but what do you think the Warriors are going to be this season as a team? I think you're looking at, like, you're still looking at prime Steph Curry. Like, I think Steph Curry will have no problem going 30 a game, realistically. Um, like, that's just what he does, you know? And obviously, they are loading up with defenders, uh, versatile guys who can defend multiple positions, cover for Curry. Like, defense isn't Curry's thing. This thing's getting 30 or more a night. Um, That's why you got got A.B. Bradley on the team. Yeah. I think that once you see that Waj or Shams tweet, Clay Thompson, Achilles will play Saturday or whatever, um, you know, that's going to be like, everyone's going to love that. Everyone's going to love to see Clay back on the floor. I think this team just steamrolls over everybody else. Realistically, once Clay's back, 
I think you have the best backcourt in the game returning. Um, I think this team, though, like, obviously, like, just having those two players, Steph and Clay, that's probably 50 wins, at least, uh, if they're healthy. I think what – I think the things that um, make this team go higher or lower is – how well do the young guys do? Jordan Poole obviously has been on everybody's radar. He's been killing it in preseason. Um, you could see him play a significant amount of minutes with Clay just coming back or Clay not being there at the start. Jordan Poole could be, you know, he could be going off. He could be most improved player this year very easily. Um, also, uh, James Wiseman, he'll be coming back from injury. We'll see how much better he is. He's a very talented young center. And they just have a lot of good veterans as well, so we'll have to see how well they do. Andrew Wiggins, we all love to kind of hate on him, but he's still one of their most consistent players. Um, I think there's a lot to be excited about from the Warriors. It's funny you mentioned the Warriors' young guys because this is the, this is not a team that's built to develop players. Like I think no. under Steve Kerr, it's a, a team that's meant to win now. Mm. Um, and you saw that last year; it was a bit difficult with Wiseman, um, you know, trying to fit into the system. Uh, Poole and Pascal obviously like had showed like quite a bit uh, as young guys, you know, trying to be in in the system. But like you say, if you know, Curry and Thompson are back there. It's probably a 50 win team with Draymond, a healthy Draymond. It's probably a 50 win team. So I'm excited to see how that goes with Steve Kerr. I don't know if they go and make another move for another star. I feel like ownership would give the okay on that financially to go get another star. It just depends on who that guy is and what purpose they, they, they serve maybe again, the Ben Simmons, trade i've been talking about i don't know if that's going to be happening if it was i think it all would have would have happened um so with that being said with the warriors they finished ninth last season in the west uh higher lower or equal to uh ninth higher yeah higher big, big higher they went they went 39 and 33 last year and, and curry was just popping off night after night i feel like this team can only go get better Mm-hmm. can only get stronger um san antonio 10 uh they snuck into the play-in round at 33 and 39 last year this is a rebuilding spurs team i, I feel like I, I i you know they got rid of marcus aldridge last year they got rid of demar Derozan. um now i think it's the time for the guards to really on this team to really take their next step um what who who's the best player on the Spurs? Is it DeJounte Murray? I think it is. Like it's kind of hard to tell. Um I just haven't seen DeJounte Murray take like a big leap, really. Like I just haven't seen really a Spurs player that young Spurs player that is going to make the leap and be, like, the franchise cornerstone. Um, Zach Collins is on this team. Um, 
They acquired Trey Jones from Duke. Listen, this team is not looking very good. I don't know how they're going to perform under Greg Popovich. He might coach them to like 30, 35 wins. Not a great looking uh, group of dudes, if I'm being honest. I mean, you know, Murray, I, I, I don't mind Murray. I don't mind Lonnie Walker. I don't mind Derek White. The problem is that I feel like I've been like saying that for like the last few years of like, oh, hey, look yeah. at these guards that the Spurs have. Like these, these aren't actually, you know, bad players. And then it's like, okay, but I've been saying that for years and there's been no results. Like, what are we doing here? What, what's, what's, what's the play, coach? What, what's the move here? Um, and it probably is, you know, there probably is a long-term play that, Popovich is not going to be around for because he's old as hell uh, that assistant coach Becky Hammond isn't going to be around for because she's going to get a, a head coaching gig here soon. You would think, um, you know, who, who are you interested in or you're going to be paying attention to on the Spurs this year? Um, definitely Kelvin Johnson. is probably the first one he was on team USA. Um, you know, the other coaching staff thought it was fine to have him around, and I guess he would develop, learn from other players. Um, kind of guy, like, I had no real idea who this guy is. Like, I was thinking they're picking up Trey Young or Zion or John Morant for their Team USA squad, and we get Keldon Johnson. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely going to be looking into him a bit more. Um, Josh Primo. He was the youngest player in this year's draft. He's still 18 years old. Canadian. Um, Canadian guy. We'll have to see how he does because people had a lot of questions about him. They didn't think he was going to be a first-round pick, didn't know if he was going to be drafted. Um, but I have to see. Higher, equal, or lower to 10th? I think it's going to be lower for the Spurs. I, I don't. Um, I imagine it's going to be lower. No DeRozan, you know, it's it's a little harder. If DeJounte, if DeJounte Murray is your best player, that's a, a bit of a cause for concern. Um, mm. Let's go down to the 11th team in the West last year, the New Orleans Pelicans, led by uh, Zion Williamson and then everybody else, I think. I, I think that was maybe the reason why they weren't as good as we all thought this year is because the, maybe the rest of the team is not as good. Maybe. Um, you know, no. I think last year they had the injury bug. They couldn't have Ingram healthy. He missed significant time. Um, Lonzo Ball was in trade rumors the entire year. Um, I don't really like this Pelicans team. I think losing Lonzo and putting your backcourt as Devontae Graham and Nikhil Alexander-Walker is a step backwards. Um, Very sketch. Yeah. I think, like, people have been saying, like, Zion's not happy. Zion doesn't like the what the team's doing. He wanted Lonzo back. Um, you know, I, I kind of agree with them, man. Like, like, I don't know. You don't have, like, a super reliable center. You have Valanchunas now. He's probably more reliable than Steven Adams on the offensive end, a bit more versatile. Um, probably helps Zion space a bit more. Uh, we will be missing Zion at the start of the year. 
Brendan Ingram is active, though. We'll see if he takes a step up, becomes an all-star again. Isn't it, isn't it weird with Ingram how, uh, you know, in L.A., it's like, okay, but what is your purpose? When he was with the Lakers, it's like, okay, well, what do you do? Like, what's your strength? Like, what are yeah. you bringing here? And then he just goes to New Orleans, and it's like, oh, I'm just an ISO player who shoots mid-range, you know, jumpers, uh, can drive to the basket every once in a while. And, yeah. and you know, I got my role here. Yeah. Before it was like, oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm Kevin Durant. It's like, no, you're not. You're, no, you're not. You're, you're slender man Kevin Durant is what you are. Yeah. And then he goes to New Orleans. He does really well. And we're like, oh, maybe he was this whole time. Ta-da. Like, kind of tilts me a bit. You know, he was there in L.A. for two years. He didn't really develop there. Um, likely due to, you know, entering the league, he's like probably weighed as much as I did. Um, and then, you know, second year LeBron comes when now, or you're on the bench or you're fucking shit. And I'm sending you out the next time I can. Yeah. Like it's probably not the best environment to develop in. Um, but you know, I'm glad he's doing better, but I just don't know. I just don't think Brandon Ingram can keep Zion in New Orleans. I don't think they're like a winning team. Anytime you can go out of your way to get Thomas Sadoransky on your team, you have to take it. You'd be a fool not to. Uh, Pelicans are not that good. I don't mind Jackson Hayes. I don't mind Alexander Walker. Um, This team is like, it seems like three pieces away from like, being really good with Zion. A lot of work to do. Uh, Pelicans, we don't need to go on them any further. Uh, Pelicans, uh, by the way, uh, is Josh Hart still Twitch streaming, by the way? I don't know. I don't watch his Twitch streams, but I, I, I'll do probably. that. I'll do research for that for the next basketball pod we do. Uh, Pelicans, 11th higher, lower, or equal to this season? Um, I'm going to go with lower. I'll also say lower. Uh, it does not look great. I will say that. Not not promising. Um, speaking of not promising, Sacramento. They are 12th in, in our order for the Western Conference. Uh, basically, with the, with the Kings, um, there's De'Aaron Fox, who's like a really good guard. Um, they got uh, Davian Mitchell, who I like, who they just drafted this year out of Baylor. Mm-hmm. Buddy Heald, Tyrese Halliburton. I, 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 should I give up on Marvin Bagley yet? You never know, man. <laughs> um, uh, they, they added Tristan Thompson. Listen, I, I think there's like, again, also a mix of like, we want to win, but at the same time, we want another good draft pick. And it's just like, what the fuck are we doing here? What what's what's happening? Yeah, um, I gotta say they definitely have some questionable contracts. The Buddy Healed Max extension was kind of like he's not, you know, he's good, but like, no, is this the guy? Just because you not. just because you can offer him a max contract doesn't mean yeah. you should offer him a max contract. Like it's called a max; yeah. it's the maximum you have. To. You know, Harrison Barnes is also getting paid like he's an all star. I like Harrison Barnes. He's come a long way, but 
I don't think he's the answer for your team. Like, he's been a very good player, but he's just not the direction you're looking for. Um, Maurice Harkless is on this team. Yep, he is present. Um, Alex Lynn. I did like Rashawn Holmes. I thought he was improving a lot. Um they still haven't got him on an extension yet, which is a little questionable. Um, you know, if you have somebody who's going to be good, it's probably going to be Rashawn Holmes. But also, you know, if you're going to keep Harrison Barnes, why why are you not going to keep Rashawn Holmes? That's my, that's my question. I um, I might butcher his name, Chimizi Metu. Metu. That's a name. going to try. Uh, that I, I've recognized that name. I've seen that name. I, I feel like he is promising. I, I feel like he's yeah. got potential. Um, the coaching staff here includes uh, Luke Walton, former Lakers coach, uh, Alvin Gentry, uh, associate head coach. This team is dog shit, isn't it? Let's all be honest. Yes. This team um, is- yeah. The guys Watch. say like De'Aaron Fox is trapped. He needs to get out of there. He used to ask for a trade or something. Uh, I, think, I, I don't know. I've heard the best thing about Sacramento is the airport. So uh, get out of there while you can, De'Aaron Fox. Um, 12, higher, lower, equal for the Kings. I want to say equal. I think Halberton is going to get better. Devian Mitchell, I would like him to get more time in. I kind of doubt that's going to happen, though. I think De'Aaron Fox is going to be taking up the majority of time anyways. The, the Mitchell pick is weird because I feel like it's a good pick, but that's not a Kings pick. No. Like, like like not- they have the guards. They have the guards. It's kind of like the magic where you just have this huge amount of guards, but the Kings guards like De'Aaron Fox is ready to win now. Like Buddy Heald is probably should be elsewhere. Like you can definitely get rid of them or try and do something with with them. Well, I was gonna say with Mitchell, he, like he just seems like a like a good energy, you know, um, you know, good organizational guy. Like, will be a role, you know, a solid role player who will provide minutes off the bench. It's like that doesn't seem like something Sacramento would take. I, eh, maybe no. they're maybe they're onto something. I don't know. Um, I'm going to say lower because I really don't have that much faith in Sacramento. There's no way this uh, this team wins 30 games, I don't think, this year. Um, poor De'Aaron Fox. Uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, they finished 13th last season. We, we yep. can really start uh, getting through these teams quite quickly here. Minnesota, 13th. Um, they got... Torian Prince. Um, I think that's probably the most injured team last year. I think you pretty much missed everybody, even Anthony Edwards at a point. D'Lo was injured. Cat was injured. Um, Beasley was injured. Like they could definitely have a bounce back here. Uh, yeah, Patrick Beverly is on his or yeah, Patrick Beverly is on his yeah. team. Um, I don't know, man. This just seems like a really like just fucking. I don't. Again, I. 
This feels like you're trying to be good, but you're just like you're not even good enough at being good. Yeah. Um it's gonna be interesting like to see all three of the young guys, like D Anthony Edwards, Cat, hope playing, hopefully healthy. Like D alt like has been an all-star, cat's been an all-star. Like these guys, these are good guys, like that can help carry your team. But we haven't seen any real success since the one-year rental of Jimmy Butler. Um, I think this team needs to kind of step it up. I think they need to potentially make moves, maybe get Ben Simmons. Ooh, there you go. I like the sound um, of that. That would give me more enthusiastic, like enthusiastic, yeah. the, the Timberwolves than I think I'd ever be before. I think, like, I've always been thinking, like, Ever like ever since they got D'Lo, like they do like this D'Lo Ben Simmons cat, try and get Devin Booker to sign there in a free agency. Like they do, like they get all like the the gang together. They get all like basically guys who like would be on like Slam Magazine. Yeah, they get all they get all the guys who were like on Baller's Life. Like all these all the guys, cause they're they're all boys. They're all. That, that's the squad. That's the boys. It's all want to all get together, play hoops together, play 2K. Like, you know, they're, they're all good buddies. Like, I think they can all they can all team up for sure. And you know what? It wouldn't even be the worst thing that the Timberwolves have ever done. It wouldn't even be the worst way they tried to be a winning team. Like, just going, like, all out for all these guys wouldn't even be the, 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 the worst thing they've done. Um. Okay, Minnesota thirteenth. Um, higher, lower, equal to. I want to say higher. I'll also say higher, just you know, out of the kindness of my heart, I'll say higher for them. Fourteenth um, last season, Oklahoma City, the Thunder. Um, I I've seen uh, their their uh, top pick, Josh Giddy, uh, on TikTok on my for you page. Probably too much. I don't even follow him. Um, apparently he's supposed to be good. Trey Mann from Florida, I think it's actually going to be like something. Mm-hmm. Who? So it basically with this team, it's just SGA, SGA, Lou Dort. Dort. Um, yeah, they're definitely tanking. Got like they offered, they got Shay the Max because they're not paying anybody else. Um, they'll probably get Lou Dort close to a max as well at some point. Hell Just yeah. Get the Canadian guys going. Um, yeah, not yeah. Kemba. too exciting. Really? They got, they got Kemba, a first round pick and a 2025 second round pick from Boston back yeah. in June. So that, that, and then they flipped, um, Kemba, mm-hmm. you know, at least again, they know that they're, you know, Sam Presti's just taking a whole bunch of draft picks, a whole lot of, you know, more, a whole lot more bullets in the chamber. Mm-hmm. SGA is really fun to watch. Dort's fun to watch. Uh, I don't mind Ty Jerome even a little bit. Darius Baisley, I don't mind yeah. a bit of him. Um, you know, I'm not saying they're going to be a playoff team, but they could be uh, somewhat exciting in a way with a bunch yeah. of young players. Yeah, we'll have to see. Um, yeah, 
there's a lot of very interesting guys, even outside of like SGA and Lou Dort. Like, we don't know really how Josh Giddy will do because I was watching the draft and I said his weaknesses were pretty much the game of basketball. <laughs> like, oh, he needs to work on his ball handling, he needs to work on shooting, he's not a good defender, he's not the most athletic. He's a raw he's to work prospect. On, needs to work on his finishing. Needs to work on, like I was like, what does he do? Like, I don't know. Does Sam Presti like like TikTok or something? Um, he makes Australian meat pie for the boys at lunch. Yeah, um, yeah. Poku was really interesting. He's like the skinniest person I've ever seen. He's like six foot ten, one hundred sixty pounds. I would say, who is this guy? Like he's like he looks like a like a Linux tech developer. Like, um, but he was really versatile. Like he can put the ball on the floor. He can shoot. Um, a lot of interesting guys. Lots of more picks. They'll probably have a lot of G League guys coming through. Um. The uh, yeah. the one thing I do have to mention, uh, fuck the Thunder because they moved from Seattle and uh, Clay Bennett is a fucking asshole. That's the last thing I'll say about Oklahoma City. Fuji, any final thoughts on the Thunder? Um, not will not be on my TV probably. Good man. Um, I think they're gonna be equal to fourteenth. I think they will be less than fourteenth. Hell yeah. Awesome. Um, 15th last season, Houston, what a goddamn shit show that was for the Rockets last season, mm-hmm. trying to get through all of that. Um, you know, Christian Wood actually, like, one of like the best value contracts in the league right now. Uh, Kevin Porter was, like, a, re- a real nice addition for them midseason. Yeah. Um, they got Jalen Green in the draft. Yep, it's crazy to me that they gave up Harden for so little. Could have had Levert on their team. Could have had Oladipo. Well, not really. They offered Oladipo an extension. Declined it. Um, they could have had so much on their team. They could have gotten Jared Allen. Could have gotten Levert. Um. They flip it for Avery Bradley and Kelly Olynyk and picks. Not even good picks, like a second round pick and a pick swap. Um, but somehow they still managed to pretty much get everything they wanted. They get the Jalen Green pick. They get a, like multiple first picks in this draft. They turn it into a couple of interesting guys. Um, you know, this is they pretty much got everything they wanted, like for their rebuild, except for John Wall's contract. And I just say, I have a fun fact for you. Mm. Um, Dante Exum is on this team. Yeah, I saw him yesterday. I was watching Raptors versus Houston, and I said, Dad, look, Dante Exum. And he said, What? How old do you think Dante Exum is? I think he's 27. He's 26. I thought he was much older than 26. That's what I my dad th- said. He said, my dad said, isn't he like 30 something? Yeah. Like, doesn't he feel no. like, like, doesn't he feel like, um, 
does he feel like a Rodney Hood type who's just been around like I don't know. Uh, DJ Augustine is also on this team. Speaking mm-hmm. of thirty-year-olds, uh, um, Rick Gordon's still there. Eric Gordon, uh, yeah. Anthony Lamb is a guy from Vermont, the university that is. Daniel mm-hmm. Thice, they, they they signed a contract at Thice, so maybe that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna have like you know the the twin tower of uh, basically like instead of Robinson and Duncan, it's gonna be Thice and Wood, um, and then. Um, you know, you got Kevin Porter, and you uh, you throw Wall out there, and you throw uh, Jalen Green out there, and there you go. That uh, that should be uh, your starting lineup. Yeah. Um, Who says no? We're likely. I think probably they will not have John Wall playing significant minutes. I think they'll be trying to deal him as soon as they can. Probably that that um, would be, that would be the better thing to do. Yeah, I could see them packaging him and others for like Ben Simmons or Colin Sexton like they could get rid of John Wall if they really need to I think he is kind of expensive and there's kind of questions about how healthy he is so it's kind of hard to move him but you know he could even get bought out I know they want to get Jalen Green and Kevin Ford Jr. as many minutes as possible um yeah, they also still have guys like Eric Gordon, DJ Augustine around, Daniel Tice. Like, they could also get rid of these guys. And, you know, they could still get picks or young players in exchange. Like, these are guys who can contribute to championship teams. So, uh, I- I'm also going to say that uh, Josh Christopher, uh, the guy they drafted from Arizona State, I'm going to say that he actually turns out okay. I'm going to say it works out with Josh Christopher. Mm-hmm. No, no idea if that's, you know, accurate or not. I'm just a good feeling. I got a good feeling about Josh Christopher with the Rockets. So um, I'm going to say they're equal to 15th. I want to say better. I think they've got a lot say, of... You can't say lower. That's the one thing. You can say better or equal. That's true. I'm going to go with better. I think... A healthy Kristen Wood season. Um, I think that's an all-star center right there. Um, I think Jalen Green is going to be pretty good. Kevin Ford Jr. is going to get better. Hell you can only yeah. go up from here. You, you know, you're you're probably right. You, you know, you're you're probably onto something. Um, all right, we got two more two more segments we got to do first. First, I want you to give me your finals pick for this upcoming season. Uh, who do you have uh, winning the finals, and who do they beat? Um, I have the Lakers beating the Milwaukee Bucks. God damn it, that was my pick. So I will say the Lakers beat the Nets. Okay. If you can't tell, we're both Lakers fans. I'm wearing the hat. Fuji has a bunch of Lakers merch around his place somewhere. So we're both uh, bandwagon for the Lakers. I'm glad to see we're... Uh, I say we're, we're not bandwagoners. No, you, uh, I was going to say you aren't. You're actually a true fan. I'm bandwagoning until they get the Sonics back in Seattle. And by the way, fuck <laughs> Oklahoma City. Um, last segment, mailbag. We got one question from a friend of the pod, Jevin LaFave. Go check out his podcast, Left Side Heavy. Um, he asked, would you trade Kyrie for Ben Simmons 
if you're the Nets? I would. I would actually. I would do that trade. Um, if I'm the Nets, yeah, that's a. I think feel like that's a win for me. Um, I think Ben Simmons would have to kind of respect the other guys like around him, like Harden, KD. Um, they got like Patty Mills, Aldridge, Millsap. Like they got guys who have been around the league, get respect, like our professionals. I think Ben Simmons kind of has to not just joke around like in Philadelphia. Like I think if the other guy influencing you is Joel Embiid, like he's all fun and games. Troel Embiid. He's just on Twitter. He's watching Dragon Ball and eating burgers before the game. Like that's not yeah. really like your role yeah. model. DMing Rihanna. Yeah. Um, gotta say, like, I think Ben Simmons would be more effective. Like, in Philadelphia, the team is built around him, but in Brooklyn, um, like, they still have Harden, who can obviously play off the ball, Kevin Durant. Like, they, they got shooters, Alarcus shooter, Patty Mills shooter, Joe Harris shooter. He could still be just as successful, and he would – provide more defense in the backcourt. Um, uh, I was going to say, that's the thing, what I've said about Simmons. I actually think that would be a win for Brooklyn yeah. um, because with Simmons, you, he, he can't be the first option offensively. No. Wherever he'll go, he'll be really good defensively, but offensively, he can't be the first option. And that would be a really good fit for Houston or not for Houston, fuck, for Brooklyn because, you know, they already got Harden, Durant. Yeah. Probably make LaMarcus Aldridge um, another option. So instead mm-hmm. of Simmons. Uh, that's the mailbag. That's all the questions we have. Mm-hmm. That's the entire podcast. Uh, Fuji, thank you for taking the time and energy to do all this. Uh, anything, any final words, any thoughts, anything else you want to share before we head out? Um, yeah, I got some awards predictions. Um, give it to me. I got, I have Jalen Green, rookie of the year. Um, I've got I'm rooting for Cunningham in Detroit six man of the year I got my boy AC Fresh 420 Alex Caruso that is my six man of the year let's go Um, MVP I'm going to go with Luca. I think he's going to just go off even with like his obviously we talked about his team I think Luka is just so good individually. Huka Doncic. Um, the defensive player of the year. I don't see how you beat Rudy Gobert for it. Um, most improved player. I'm going to go with Kevin Porter Jr. That's my pick. Ooh, that's a bold pick. It's bold. Um... I think my regular season MVP, I, I might go with Curry. Might take yeah. Curry. I would say my I'm not I'm not confident enough to say it, but my dark horse would be Zach You know, that's fair. I told you know what you if it, if that actually happens, uh we'll give you all the love. We'll we'll make sure to share all this. Um most improved player. Who do I think would be the most improved player this year? Hmm. I don't know. That's a really good question. 
what if they give it to Westbrook? Like, what if Westbrook <laughs> just pops off? And, like, I know the media hates Westbrook, but, like... I mean, if he averaged, like, a triple-double last season, I don't know how to, how do you improve. I don't know. Anyways, um, that would be uh, interesting. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm rooting for uh, Cade Cunningham. Get uh, get a rookie of the year. Get get the city of Detroit pumped and jacked. Um, Fuji, again, thank you, man, for taking the time to do this. Do you have any other award predictions? I covered them all. Coach of the year. Coach of the year. Um, Quinn Snyder. I'm gonna go with. Carl Malone. I mean, <laughs> um, <laughs> we've been doing this podcast for a long time. Too today. long. Mike um, Malone from Denver. Yeah, I'm going to go with Mike Malone as my coach. <laughs> I'll go Quinn. You know, I don't think Carl Malone would be a bad coach. I think he, his entire offense would just be pick and rolls. That's all his offense would ever be. It's like, no, don't ever kick it out. Just a run, a pick and roll. I mean, he is probably the most experienced role man the entire NBA ever. Hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's the podcast. Fuji, thank you again for taking the time to do this. Uh, Be sure to check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to check out the YouTube channel, uh, like our vids, subscribe to the channel. We're getting more content out there. And uh, we'll be back again uh, later this week. We got a couple of podcasts coming out later this week too. So be sure to stick around for that. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back soon. Peace out.